Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hague Journal of Diplomacy podcast. My name is Elon Madhavji and I will be your host. Today we're going to be doing something a little different, I think. For anyone who has tuned into a past episode, you might find that our approach today is going to be a little different and diverse, and that will of course be by design. I think what we're going to be doing today is instead of pinpointing a specific topic or issue from the journal or from the world of diplomacy, we're going to touch on the practice of diplomacy in general and the diversity of the topic itself. And to do that, of course, uh, we require a very special guest. And today, I have the honor of welcoming Her Excellency Sahara Ghanem, who is currently the Ambassador of the Republic of Yemen to the Kingdom of the Netherlands. And in addition to that, is a non-resident ambassador to Sweden and Norway. And in addition to that, is the permanent representative of the Republic of Yemen to the Organization uh, for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, and next to that is also the coordinator of the Women's Ambassadors Group in the Netherlands. And as you can tell, um, when we speak of the diversity of the role of being a diplomat, there is perhaps uh, no better placed guest. Sahar, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Hi, Ellen. Thank you so much for hosting me today. Yeah, perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you could take time out of your busy schedule uh, to be with us and uh, to share your thoughts uh, from your unique perspective. And to, to start off with that unique perspective, I think it might be nice to start to learn a little bit about yourself, I, you know, through my cursory research um, and through our past discussions, I've been able to see that I think your path towards diplomacy is, is unique uh, from a personal sense, but also from a professional and academic sense. So maybe if you could just briefly explain to us your, your personal and academic background and how you linked that to your current role as a, as a diplomat. Yeah. Um, as you said, um, it's a little, um, I may say unique, but also it's, I, I could see some examples also have kind of similarities. But anyway, I am computer engineer by, by academic background. And, um, but when I was finishing my last school, I knew that this will be my last time with, with engineering. It will not continue, but at that time I thought, you know, I need to continue uh, to get my certificate. I decided that I will have another bath in life, and that's what really happened. So after uh, my university, I joined, um, I came back to Yemen. I studied in Jordan University in Amman. Then I came back to Yemen. I worked in Yemen with uh, different United Nations agencies, uh, specifically UNDP and UNFPA. Um, around that period, then uh, we had the Yemeni uprising, uh, the Arab Spring uh, uh, uprise in Yemen. And um, after that, as a, um, a, uh, after I mean the the, the uprise, there was a, a transitional process in Yemen a national dialogue conference. And then that was my first time with being um, politically engaged um, in such a high level uh, uh, event. Uh, so I was representing the young people of the revolution um, into um, in the national dialogue conference. I was a member of the conference representing young women and uh, uh, revolutionists. I was in the state building uh, group. After that, I also continued with the uh, uh, National Dialogue Secretariat, and it is a body that is helping 
the, the process, the transitional process in Yemen, and I became um, the manager of the civic engagement unit in the secretariat. And my role was to um, uh, raise the awareness about the outcomes of the national dialogue, about the transitional process, trying to promote engagement of the Yemeni citizens with the uh, transitional process in Yemen. So uh, that was uh, my start with, with, with politics in Yemen. Um, then I, um, after Houthis um, seized the capital Sana'a and the, trans the transitional process, um, um, unfortunately uh, could not continue with the same progress actually at that time because of the, the, the coup. So um, at that point of time, I joined the government. I ended up being with the prime minister office um, as an advisor for women, youth, and civil society. And then I became the ambassador of Yemen to the Netherlands. Wow, okay, so quite, quite a journey it's been. Thank you for taking us along that uh, with you. Yeah, I mean, from engineering uh, to activism, dabbling in state building and, and transitional governments along the way, there's a lot to unpack there. And I think maybe in a general sense if we can zoom out a little bit. So now you've, you've had time in the world of diplomacy and you can clearly reflect on your path there and the path of others. What, can, is there something we can learn about diplomacy as a result of your path, your diverse path that has gotten you there, or perhaps the path of your colleagues and others who have also had equally diverse and unpredictable journeys to get there? What, what, what can we, what does it say for diplomacy? Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, for sure my answer will, will not be like a, a career diplomat. Honestly, when I came here, I, I had a lot of doubts. I had a lot of hats because I still think like an activist, not, not like a diplomat. So it was not really very easy to judge myself, to judge what I'm saying now is more looking like a diplomat or more looking like an activist. You know? So th that was really difficult in the beginning for me to, um, to know exactly or to be sure um, what is the hat that I am wearing now. Um, but they would, I mean, day by day, um, I started to feel like maybe that will be my style of diplomacy. I don't need to copy, you know, uh, to copy someone. I don't need to be like um, X or Y of, of diplomats. That will be my uh, uh, version of, of diplomacy that really kind of combine the voice of an activist and at the same time also, you know, represent your government, represent your people and represent uh, 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 the official view of, uh, of the stories. So um, it, it was not an easy thing, believe me. Uh, it, it took me a long time <laughs> to, to, to really feel comfortable. But um, I believe diplomacy is not limited because they always try to give us that, um, uh, you know, image that diplomats are acting in this way or talking in that way or, you know, behaving in, in a certain thing. For example, most of the people started asking me, um, do you know now how you, you know, did you get lessons how to, to use the special way of eating, you know, that kind of very etiquette of eat food and things. 
And I started asking, but you know, all of us having that in our houses, why I will need very special training for that? <laughs> but I mean, you know, that very elite um, uh, image that people think those, those diplomats are behaving, uh, you know, like, like royals, which is not the, the, the reality. Diplomats are coming from very different backgrounds uh, with them. Um, uh, very close to the people, they are representing the interest of their people, of their governments. So they are really, um, uh, there is no typical image or typical example of a diplomat. There are many copies, many versions, everybody comes with his or her own style of diplomacy, but for sure all of them, they share certain um, uh, 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 criteria, if I may say. Okay, yeah, I, I think I think I understand what you're saying, and 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 you do mention this this diversity, almost a chameleon-like character, you've ha you've had to have coming from one world, entering another, but then yeah, finding your voice within it as as perhaps the activist you still are to this day, and you've mentioned a couple times now the different hats you wear, and I, I find that interesting. In, in the introduction, as I mentioned, you do hold a number of positions at the same time, and despite all the hats you wear, you, you do so representing your country, representing Yemen, but of course in different contexts. And Yemen, of course, uh, in the contemporary sense, is going through a difficult period of time with the humanitarian situation, uh, with, with conflict. It, it's tumultuous to say the least. And so with all these different factors in the air for you, I'm curious now. So you find yourself you know, as a resident ambassador in The Hague. It's a part of the world where most people are relatively detached from Yemen and your roles in uh, Norway and Sweden, one might say the same thing. So all these things considered, your chameleon character, uh, the different hats you wear, amongst all this, what do you find yourself actually representing about Yemen? I always say that Yemen is much bigger than the current crisis. Uh, it's much bigger than only speaking about it in. Uh, the frame of poverty, of um, famine, of um, a conflict. Yemen um, is a country of a very long history, of a culture, uh, a country that was known of uh, by happy Arabia, by the Roman, a country that shared with many of the uh, uh, European countries, in, uh, especially the Netherlands, uh, commercial ties for a long time it started in uh, uh, 1660-something, you know, long time ago. So, um, but when people speak with us, they only think about the current Yemen. And uh, for us Yemenis, that is very painful. Um, we want everybody to think about Yemen, although it is not really very well known, huh? and that's another story because you also want people to know about it. But when you start speaking, all what they hear about Yemen is what's happening now, the, 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 the current conflict and the current crisis, and you need that. You need them to know because it is helping you, uh, as a, I mean, helping us as a country, to, to find a solution, uh, uh, I mean, um, when, when, when they are aware and when they, they, they are calling for an action by, uh, uh, from the government, 
but at the same time, we don't want that the uh, image of Yemen around the world is only the image of famine and the image of poverty. This is why my team and I, we always keep thinking how also, despite the very difficult situation now, um, uh, how can we also keep reminding people that Yemen and Yemenis were in a much better situation one day, they have culture, they have the heritage, they have the history, the very rich history, they have a very beautiful country, there are all the possibilities that will help this country to stand on its feet again. And all what we need is a little help now by the international community, by the, 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 you know, uh, the, the nations of the world, by the people of the world to help us. So it's kind of, you know, a little struggle between that you only want to speak about the situation now, in the conflict now, because there are very few people who knows what's happening in the country, even if they know that there is a conflict, but they don't understand what's happening really in Yemen. But at the same time, when you, when you, when you are pushing for that, that people know more about your country, you are also very um, worried that this will be the only image that people will remember about you the image of you know the the the, the difficult times so um, yeah it's not an easy it's not an easy uh, uh, task it is uh, your your question is very important actually and it it really um, reflects the daily struggle the daily thinking that we have in that mission in our mission here in the hague how can we represent yemen what should we tell people about yemen what can we do to let the, 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 the people know about Yemen, but at the same time, they also see the beautiful Yemen? Thank you very much for that answer. I think it, um, it does highlight perhaps, as you mentioned, the, a, a daily task and a daily struggle that you, you need to actually grapple with. And what I find interesting is that in a, in a context where your average citizen or even government official or perhaps others of the international community are you know disassociated to a degree that also can can hamper the cause because then it's only headlines or specific spikes in events that will grab the attention rather than sort of a true underlying notion and character and culture of a country and i can imagine as you've described that 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 tension M moving away perhaps from the embassy and towards your role as coordinator with the women's ambassadors group i find it interesting that in a sort of extracurricular kind of role that you, you're in. I, I'm curious how your position with the Women's Ambassadors Group has impacted your view on the practice of diplomacy. And mm. perhaps to broaden that question slightly further, what kind of role can those types of organizations play within the field? Yeah, that's a very good question, actually, because um, in the beginning, and. Um, of uh, when I got um, that uh, um, request from the former coordinator of the group when she told me that um, I was, uh, uh, I mean, there was uh, there were a nomination from different ambassadors that, and my name w was um, raised by many of them to be the next coordinator. 
honestly, in the beginning, I was a little, uh, you know, I will not say hesitant, but I was thinking, how can I manage to do this? Because um, being an ambassador of a country of a war is not really an, an easy task. It takes most of your time. And uh, I also was thinking about the reaction from our side, what they will say, why I'm taking this extra job instead of only focusing on my own tasks. But also what I thought at that time that this kind of, um, um, it, it looks like extra, but actually it helps you opening doors that you will not be able to open it by your own only national capacity. So uh, especially that people sometimes are feeling tired of hearing, you know, the sad stories about the world, including Yemen. So you need also to go to them with more, you know, positive, uh, if I may say, uh, faces or hats or something uh, where we can speak about more general topics that they can help with. So I decided to take this um, opportunity and um, uh, it was true that it opened door, it helped me to build much bigger network. Um, and as you said, um, it really changed my mind about diplomacy because you know, when, when you are only taking care about your own uh, business, um, you don't see others from, I mean, when I say others, I mean diplomats, you don't see them from also their work as diplomats, you only focus about your thing. But when I am a coordinator, I have more communication, more connections, more chatting even, you know, personal chatting. And then I started exploring more and more about their experiences in diplomacy. And um, for me as a person to be the first time ambassador, I thought that maybe I'm the only one facing these kind of struggles. But when I started having that kind of chatting with these amazing women ambassadors, I thought, no, you know, I started to learn that all of them are having their own, you know, obstacle challenges, but also very inspiring stories. And that very positive and powerful experiences. So I, I'm learning a lot from my colleagues, uh, women ambassadors, um, because of this, uh, uh, be, or I mean, because of being the coordinator of the group, it, it gave me the chance to be closer to them. And um, that really gave me another perspective into the, the, the life of diplomats, their personal life, how they are managing um, their family burdens with their, job uh, 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 you know duties how they can be uh, part of a family responsible for their children but at the same time can manage very big team or smaller team I mean it, it, it gives you really really amazing uh, power and you feel like you have colleagues that will be supporting you whenever you need them so um, for me, this experience is an amazing experience for many reasons, as I said, because it opened for me. This network, it, it helped me creating uh, a much bigger network. It helped me um, know how other diplomats, even from advanced countries, huh? uh, sometimes you think only countries of the, you know, um, 
with, with less um, advanced or if I may say uh, kind of a countries who are not really uh, with the highest standards and their uh, diplomatic institutions but no you hear sometimes similarities from all over the world even from the very highest uh, uh, you know uh, organized institutions in diplomacy around the world so that was really an amazing experience in that Thank you. I, 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 I find it now, it's interesting hearing your answer because in the, in, in the past, uh, from my perspective as a, uh, you know, formerly a student now doing this and, and being in and around The Hague, I've been able to, to only be in touch with the Women's Ambassadors Group in this sort of secondhand role. So I, I see the events that you put on and attend various talks and things like that. But to hear the, the, the dynamic amongst you is, is quite interesting. And um, I'm actually now curious, so if, if I may press you, you've, you've recently, okay, you joined this diplomatic circle for the first time. And of course, yes, there's uh, questions in your mind about um, what this will actually be like for you. And then you enter the sphere, this women's ambassadors group, and you gain access to that network. Is there an example you can share with us of perhaps a question or concern or problem, you, you said the word hurdle, uh, that you faced that through this group, you were able to sort of leap over? I will not say like a real thing happened, uh, a hazard, but um, for example, for some groups, geographical groups, it is easier to meet certain people than comparing to others. Uh, because first of their number, of their uh, mutual interest with, 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 the, with the Netherlands, um, but now, when, when, when we are women ambassador group, women ambassadors, um, it is easier for all of us to ask for meeting this very high level uh, uh, persons or officials. And we, we um, actually, we were supposed to meet one of them, but because of the coronavirus, everything was postponed. But uh, it, it, it opened. I mean, it helped us to reach that uh, uh, point with the um, with, with the Dutch officials, if I may say. I mean, in our own personal capacity, it will be very difficult uh, to reach. Okay, that, that 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 provides us with a very uh, tangible result, and I, I do appreciate you going into further detail on there. And I want to maybe pick up on one slight aspect of what you talk about but in a completely different context you talked about network and of course perhaps to many that goes hand in hand with diplomacy of course but in the modern age networking takes a different form right so we were able to use social media and i've noticed you yourself are, are active on social media and that's how we start developing topics like public diplomacy and how we portray ourselves and our messages on, on the international and, of course, uh, network sphere. So I'm curious now for you, as someone who's active on social media, your public diplomacy, what you're putting out there, how much of that is inspired by you personally versus uh, your job? Mm -hmm. Before I answer this question, I believe that um, um, social media is becoming very important tool. Some ambassadors, uh, they don't um, 
feel very comfortable with it, I know that, but uh, many of them also can really recognize the importance of, of, of using and I mean the wise using of social media because it always have, you know, uh, it, it can also be very negative if you are not uh, uh, wise in, in um, your messages. But anyway, for, for example, for the women ambassadors group, we had that group before. It was not established only, only with me. But people started noticing it because we started our group on Twitter. So the first time, uh, I mean, when, when I created the Twitter account and the LinkedIn account, and we started our activities uh, to show or, um, you know, to share our activities or to do online activities and campaigning, as you can see, people started, you know, to know more about it. Many people started to approach us, students from universities, um, sometimes even organizations, civil society organizations, um, um, people started speaking about us, even among the, 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 the diplomatic corp here in the Netherlands. So when we are in one of the receptions, I will see one of the ambassadors approaching me saying, you know, Sahar, yesterday I saw your, your, your tweet about this and this, you know, you are doing really good women ambassadors. Maybe now you, you help us, the, the, the diplomatic corp in the Netherlands, creating such kind of activities. So, um, Really, it, it helps. It helps showing um, um, uh, your presence, your, uh, your, your activities, your, what you are doing, because many, uh, not everybody know who is doing uh, this work. And it helps even us as women ambassadors with our countries. I mean, for me, uh, many people from Yemen were happy that uh, uh, I was... Um, nominated as the, the coordinator and they were supporting some of the some of them were not because they thought this is extra work and i should only focus on uh, on the yemeni uh, uh, file or the uh, task related to the situation in yemen now but i believe it also helps you showing um, your seriousness your commitment about your work what are you doing uh, your network um, so for me, I use the social media, but not really so much like maybe um, um, some other uh, ambassadors. Uh, uh, there are schools, you know, of, of using social media. Some some of them will 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 also show their daily life if they will go, for example, on Saturday or Sunday for a trip in the Netherlands. They will use it as a way to promote the Netherlands which is, that's part also of our work as ambassadors to the Netherlands. But uh, for me, it was a little difficult because the situation in Yemen, I don't want to be, um, you know, seen as enjoying my time in the country while my country in a war. So I decided only to show part of my activities, my meetings. It also depends on my availability to write something because sometimes uh, you don't have, you know, a team running your, your, your uh, account. I, I do it by my own. So I do my best to, um, to keep it updated from time to time, to show my meetings, what I do. If there are uh, important topics about Yemen, I would do my best to use my social media to share those kind of, uh, of uh, topics or matters or uh, uh, current situation happening in Yemen. 
but not very personal like some other schools of uh, public diplomacy they do or uh, diplo electronic diplomacy. Right, right. I, I, I think I know exactly uh, what and perhaps even who you're talking about. I think everyone uh, takes a different, different approach. Um, and I, yeah, I noticed it from yourself. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a struggle between uh, finding the time to do it and bringing across a, a message that's worthwhile, but also sensitive. So yeah, you're right. It, it can be an immense benefit and positive, but also there comes associated risks. Um, now, as we move towards the, the conclusion of our discussion, I think it makes sense. We started on a personal note with you sharing your, your, your background and how you got here. And perhaps I think that it makes sense to come full circle and end on where you will go from here. This maybe just comes from me personally, but I'm sure everyone would be, would be curious, you know, considering your, your, your rich background in history that's gotten you here today to this conversation, I'm curious when you look further beyond your posting, uh, whether that be within diplomacy or outside of it, what are your future ambitions? Where do you see yourself going? I loved diplomacy life. Uh, I will never mind continuing, you know, in, in doing this work. Um, However, I really hope that um, reconstruction, the war first will, will stop in my country, uh, peace will start, and reconstruction period will also start in the country. I would so much want to be there, um, being part of that reconstruction process, uh, building our institutions, um, you know, building the whole country back. Th that will be my dream. I, I really dream of it. Um, now, even I feel emotional when I say this, um, but I really want to see peace in my country very soon. And I want to be there. Yeah, th thank you for sharing that sentiment. I, I, I can only imagine, of course, that that calling obviously now as you serve your country abroad, I can imagine after doing so and having that experience to come back uh, and, and see that process that you already started before you even entered diplomacy uh, would mean a lot. And I think also for people listening, whether it's students or young practitioners or people who are just curious about what you do and what it's like to, to be in your shoes, I think what you've uh, given us today is, is, is immensely valuable. It gives us an insight into the, the realities of your job, the diversity of your job, the personal, emotional, and professional stresses, stresses and excitement. Um, so I do thank you for that. And also personally for me, it, it's an honor to have been able to speak to you and, um, and actually pick your brain on some things. It's, it, it's quite a privilege to be able to do so. So I do thank you for taking the time and, and, and allowing us to, to have you for, for a short while today. Thank you so much, Ellen. Um, I mean, it was really, really uh, my pleasure. And thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to say something about what is happening in, in my mission. And before ending, I would like to say that I really uh, thank my team for all the great work they do, because I believe that this is diplomacy is not about one person. It's not about an ambassador. It is about a big team working for the interest of the country. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys next time.